Hi, and welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, August 26, 2020. I'm arts and culture writer Alicia Ramirez. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. This is very exciting for me to be in the second seat, I have to say. I lo- oh my gosh, yeah, I, I just realized that. <laughs> yes, this is our first show where I'm in the second seat and you're leading, and I could not be happier, let me tell you. How are, oh, you, thank how you. are you feeling about this? This is pretty good to me. I'm excited because I know I can count on your support. We, we oh, have a I good fight together. Yeah, so. I got you, don't worry, I've got you back. Yeah, and we have a lot of interesting things to talk about today. We do, we do. Why don't we just dive in? But before we do that, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to back us if you haven't already. So now, Ashley. Yes. One of the biggest stories, if not the biggest of the day, came to us yesterday evening from Broadway News. Theater owner Jujamson is suing its insurers for lack of coverage during this pandemic. Jujamson only received $250,000 in business interruption insurance for all of its theaters, according to the suit. Jujamson says it may lose over $29.4 million while theaters are closed. Mm, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, based on what I've read since this pandemic started, theater owners generally take out insurance to protect their theaters against any physical damage, while producers of individual shows obtain policies guarding against the cancellation or interruption of performances. Some theater owners have chosen not to pay rent during this time. This just poses the question of if COVID will ever be seen as a physical loss that they can be covered. Yeah, that's a very good question. I don't know. And I mean, there are certainly when you mention that there are theater owners that haven't chosen to pay rent, obviously, that affects things differently when you look at Broadway, versus smaller theaters, and even theaters out of New York, like certainly Broadway theaters, which are owned by what, three different owners are going to have an easier time paying things, (laughs) paying their bills than say some indie theater in Brooklyn. Exactly. And also, you have to think about Theaters don't make the same amount of money every week. Right. So the loss might be even greater. And to end the story, it it is an ongoing story because Jujamson Theater's president, Jordan Roth, or the insurance company didn't respond for comment. There's going to be a lot of this coming up, I'm sure. Like, this is maybe the first big story as far as suing insurers because we're talking about Broadway, but there will certainly be more to come up about theaters, theater owners not receiving uh, coverage during the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. like I said, some of them are going to be more catastrophic than others. And (laughs) I, I hate that we have to wait to see that. That's, yeah. As you said, when shows are running, 
theaters and theater owners are making different, uh, you know, they're making different grosses every week. Yep. And right now, no one's making anything except for those that are actually getting some kind of payout. Exactly. Yeah. So on to our next story. We also learned yesterday that Blitz Basaule will helm Warner Brothers' adaptation of the Tony-winning musical The Color Purple. The film will be produced by none other than Oprah Winfrey, who produced course, both yeah. Broadway productions. <laughs> yes, very, very unsurprising, and also the movie. She needs no introduction. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Spielberg also doesn't need an introduction. Scott Sanders and Quincy Jones. For those unfamiliar, Blitz Basaule is a Ganon-born filmmaker who recently co-directed Beyonce's Disney Plus visual album feature, Black is King, and wrote and directed Netflix's The Burial of Kojo. The Broadway revival of The Color Purple won the Best Musical Revival Tony in 2016 and would not only be the show that would earn Cynthia Erivo her Tony, but would get her extremely close to that EGOT status. I think she's only missing... The She's Oscar only missing the O. Point, yeah, because I know she she won a daytime Emmy for something, mm-hmm. and then Grammy and Tony obviously was the color yes. purple. I'm very excited. The daytime about Emmy this. was also for the color purple. Was it okay? Yep. Oh, that's right. Yes, it was. It was a live performance on some talk show, wasn't it? I can't really remember what GMA. Ah, brilliant. See, um, I remember vague details about everything ever. <laughs> as you'll learn. <laughs> I'm really excited about this, though. I haven't gotten to see Blackest King yet. It's been very, very high on my list. With Mine too. So, so many other things right now, but I mean, I'll watch anything that Beyonce will ever make or listen mm-hmm. to anything that Beyonce will ever make. Um, I'm, as is always the case when we start to get projects like this if Cynthia Erivo is officially in it um, I am all about the preservation of roles mm. so even even if it's a bad movie I'll be happy <laughs> because you just you have some kind of preservation of award winning roles and that always makes me happy to see especially when you start getting into the, the accessibility conversation of oh people didn't get to see Cynthia Revo when she was on Broadway do this absolutely killer performance and now because it is not just a movie, but a movie being produced by Oprah and Steven Spielberg and Quincy Jones. <laughs> like, everyone's going to be able to see it. And that always makes me very happy. Of course. And I'm sure with, with those names alone, Cynthia Riva's people will more than likely oh, send, a, yeah. send her yeah. their way. Yeah, I think she, I think she, the, I was talking to people earlier about it because uh, people asking me if I've heard any casting news about it. I will be shocked if she isn't officially in it, especially she is climbed in both the film and the TV world over the last couple of years and not just mm-hmm. the stage. Ever since The Color Purple, she's been in everything from Harriet to The Outsider and everything in between. I think she's doing another TV series coming up that she'll probably win an Emmy for. <laughs> so I, she's one of the biggest names 
in screen right now, both small mm-hmm. screen and big screen. So you would have to think one looking to preserve her performance and also wanting to get a big star in or a climbing star in that she's the way to go. Oh, for sure. So in other news, Broadway on demand will be streaming a memorial tribute to celebrate Tony nominee, Nick Cordero who recently passed away due to complications with COVID-19. The memorial will be on September 6, 2020, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. It will include videos and images from his life and performances from actors who were close with him, from Bullets of a Broadway, Waitress, and A Bronx Tale. It is a free event, but attendees can donate to Save the Music Foundation if they wish. Mm, this is going to be a hard event. Obviously, we oh, covered my goodness. a lot about Nick Cordero during the first couple months of the pandemic. And then again, mm-hmm. when he passed away, unfortunately, in such a lie or June, I don't even remember at this point. Time's kind of running together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this will be uh, one a very difficult event. Hopefully, cathartic, especially for his wife and kid and everyone who knew him. Great foundation, as well as a side note of uh, Save the Music is assuming it's the same one, but Save the Music is a VH1 foundation yeah. that restores uh, music education, instrumental music education in public schools. So, nonprofits always helping out kids in need, especially at public schools across the country so this is great to see um i'll be tuning in i will absolutely be tuning into this me too all right well hbo will air the film version of the broadway show david burns america in utopia directed by spike lee on october 17th the film also features work from choreographer Annie B. Parson, director of photography Ellen Kouras, production consultant Alex Timbers, and editor Adam Gauff. The show had planned a return engagement from September 18th to January 17th. Oh, God, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not happening. Not happening. Very, very, would be very surprised. But, I mean, now that they've got a film, I think... I I would very I'd be very surprised if we also see a return engagement. Yeah, definitely. And also it will be released as a book. We will make sure to include a link to the trailer in the show notes. The MCC announced additional casting for their virtual miscast gala. This is one of my favorite events of the I year. Love miscast, yes. <laughs> I'll be tuning in. Leslie Odom Jr., Ingrid Michaelson, Isaac Powell, Lauren Ridloff, Norbert Leo Butts, and Robert Fairchild will perform on the big night. They will be joined by previously announced performers, including Adrian Warren, Heather Headley, Rob McClure, Joshua Henry, Nicolette Robinson, Beanie Feldstein, and Philippa Sue. Miss Guest 20 will take place on September 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on MCC's YouTube channel. The virtual event will benefit both the MCC Theater and the Mental Health Coalition. Wolven Dyke will serve as the evening's musical supervisor, Thomas Sadowski, Juliana Margulies, Piper Perbo, Kenneth Cole, 
Jocelyn Bio, Raul Esparza, and Judith Light will serve as presenters. I love miscasts so much every year, especially, I mean, that is a, it's always a great cast. That's a great cast. It's a great cast and a great list of presenters as well. Oh, for sure. Do you have a favorite miscast number? Um, and editing magic as I cut out the entire period of time <laughs> in which I had to remember if something was actually for miscast. Uh, I do actually. There is a performance. I think it was from 2013, if my brain is serving me right. It was of Christian Borrell and Jonathan <gasps> Groff. Oh my god! Yes, so good, right? Yeah, <laughs> doing if Mama was married from Gypsy. I have watched that, and I couldn't remember if it was from miscast or some other event which is what caused the whole thing (laughs) but uh i have watched that video so so many times yeah me too i remember at the very beginning of the pandemic i created a youtube playlist to keep myself entertained and Half of it is miscast videos. <laughs> yes, I have Christian Bortles' performance, and I also have even Ovalosatis' performance of Go to Distance oh, from her Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I just remembered another one, too, that Lin-Manuel and Raul did, A Boy Like That, I think, mm-hmm. a few years ago. Love that one as well. Yeah, I love those, too. Oh, yeah. All right, well... We've got some good funding news on Monday. Love to hear that, especially after the GGMs news. Oh, yeah. The Public Theater is issuing actors and artists a $1,000 check to support them throughout this uncertain time. The $1,000 grant may seem punitive to some, but it serves as a measure of recognizing the hard work of the performing arts community. Ashley... Most actors are lucky if they make a living in the arts, and we still don't know if unemployment assistance will be extended. Yeah, definitely all that. As you said, it might seem punitive, but I mean, if you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, the government only gave everybody $1,200, so Mm -hmm. a theater is giving a whole $200 less than what the government has given as a one-time payment to anybody. So uh, it's it seems kind of trite to be like every bit counts, but really uh, when actors are not making a living right now to the point where some are having to leave New York, yeah, every little bit counts. Mm-hmm. All right. So last time we chatted, Ashley, I feel like it's been a while. It has been a while. It's been yeah. two weeks, one week, I don't know. Again, as I said earlier in the show, time is blending together. Exactly. I had given up on the idea that we were going to have a 2020 Tony Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't know if I've not given up on the idea of a 2020 Tony's, but we'll see, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm cautiously optimistic. And... I hope the ceremony just doesn't turn into something self-congratulatory for the American theater wing that outshines the hard work of this season's performers. Oh, sure. Yeah, and the reckoning for American theater has been long overdue, and leadership must step up. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. always the that's that's always the hope, right? I I, I yes. agree with you. I'm. I do think. I <laughs> let me preface this by saying that we still don't know what's about to happen with the Tonys. There have been a lot of articles that have come out in the last couple days saying, "Well, here are the potential eligible nominees, the potential eligible shows. Uh, this is likely when it could happen." But we still don't have any concrete information about it we have the as matt and i talked about the other day the kind of <laughs> rushed uh, the hurry to get an announcement out after the nbc event fair mm-hmm. whatever uh as i've as we've both said several times uh the wing kind of dropped the ball in every possible way in getting to even this place but I I do think I am also optimistic. I do think that there will be a lot of focus. There will be more focus, at least, on the performer for performances and the performers. I'm sure there will be X amount of the ceremony where it will be, uh, you know, don't forget Broadway exists and we're going to be back and this is why you should love Broadway and focus on it. And that's that's fine. I'm also worried about. Uh, in talking about the reckoning and the leadership, like as we've talked about the protests for Black Lives Matter over the last few months and how we keep calling for changes in leadership, what that is possibly going to look like during the ceremony. I, <laughs> I, I don't want to see a bunch of white people standing, well, not even standing up on stage. I mean, they, or they could be standing up on stage. We don't even know if they're going to do this at an out, if they're going to do this outdoors, if they're going to tape this from the stage, if they're going to do this as a Zoom production. We have no idea yet. Uh, but I don't want to see a bunch of white people talking about diversity and then come April, theoretically, uh, <laughs> nothing has actually changed. So we'll see. Tony's, of whatever they might end up being, have to be some kind of celebration of the performers and not necessarily just the people who are nominated, but the people who didn't even get to put on a show this season who were supposed to the people who were making their broadway debuts the people who were ensembles that probably should have been in leads all of it and that is the tonys that we need to have at this point oh for sure um now that you mentioned that i'm thinking about the fact that a lot of tony eligibility rules are not set in stone oh yeah so if if they have to choose a a year to update their rules and regulations in addition to overhauling administration it should be this year it would be very nice it is a very rose colored glasses (laughs) way to look at it and hoping that they will actually take all the steps they need to change anything that is wrong about um, the you know the monolith of American theater, specifically being Broadway, and all of the leadership and eligibility changes that need to be done. Exactly, you and would hope um, so. the gendered categories gendered and categories, whatnot. Always, always, just get yeah. rid of them. Just get rid of them. It's so. It's yeah. 
As I <sighs> as I said, I am cautiously optimistic, and <laughs> yes. that is where my little optimism lies. <laughs> yeah, as I'm trying to be optimistic again, I think the wing has done everything in their power to make me not optimistic about this. <laughs> but I have to find some kind of optimism. Yeah, they they have they have the resources and they have the manpower yep. to pull off a great digital award show oh, yeah. we saw we saw the drama drama desk we saw the antonio awards yeah lead. especially the antonio awards so, which were exactly which were amazing so, and you cannot tell me after i i'm sure i would hope most of the people in the theater industry and most people in leadership roles watch the antonio awards but who exactly who because they created a blueprint for yep, award definitely. shows now it's just a matter of taking all the resources you have at your disposal and the willingness to enact change to make that blueprint happen for another organization. Absolutely. So, Ashley, do you have any feel-good recommendations after that? I don't. (laughs) I know you do. So that's a plus. I am I'm counting on you to bring the feel-good to the show. Okay. I'll try my best with this one. (laughs) So... My recommendation is Playbill's Women in Theater at Centennial Celebration. This is tonight, folks. Um, another thing I'm very excited that I will actually absolutely be tuning into. We've talked about it. I think we've talked about it once on the show before, but that was before final casting was announced. Yeah, so... We have Ashley Park, Love. Jacqueline B. Arnold, and Alicia Umpress. Amazing. Joining cast. the event tomorrow. Amazing cast as a whole. They're all amazing. Oh, for sure. So, this event will be streaming exclusively on Playbill tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The special will remain available for viewing until 8 p.m. Eastern Time. August 30th. The event will be hosted by Tony Award nominee and Pulitzer Prize finalist Heidi Schreck and Drama Desk nominee Rebecca Naomi Jones. Love, love, love. (laughs) right? Love, love, love all around. Yeah, I usually don't have things to watch on Wednesday night unless there's some kind of digital theater offering uh and this will be it this i am very excited about this event yes so am i so we should we should reconvene and share our thoughts on this event Um, later this week (laughs) absolutely that is it for today Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AbramiresGar31. Ashley, where can Hi. people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon, Broadway Radio, www.patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. 
Also, Ashley, don't you have an interview on the feed tomorrow? I do, yes. Instead of us being back tomorrow in any form, I've got an interview that will be in the feed in lieu of tomorrow's show. It's going to be a good one. I'm really excited about it. We're going to be talking about that later today. It's something that we've talked about on the show several times, so I'm excited to sit down with the person that I'm sitting down with, finding out some really interesting things happening well that sounds excellent well everybody have a great wednesday we will see you back here for friday show